The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. All right. It's uh, 3.06 on the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News. Yes, it is. Today we start uh, a series we've told you about uh, throughout the last couple of weeks. We start the Leadership Series. It's a conversation with some of this province's and this country's men and women who have made it to the top of their respective careers. Now, to kick it off today, we're joined by a Canadian ice hockey executive. He's looking at me. I can't screw this up. Administrator (laughs) and businessman. Uh, Bob Nicholson spent 16 years as the president and CEO of Hockey Canada in 2014. He joined the Oilers Entertainment Group and was named CEO in 2015. And we're thrilled to have him join us in studio this afternoon. Welcome back to Chad. Wow, I'm the first one you're interviewing yeah. in the series. That's special. You're the beta version of this, so don't uh, don't blow it. Yes, yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we'll be speaking to a lot of leaders uh, weekly over the next uh, few weeks and months. And so I guess the most obvious question to start with for a series like this and with you is, what makes a good leader and are some people natural leaders and are others natural followers uh you know what i think you really have to go with your own personality and if you want to be a good leader you have to follow that personality but person you have to make sure that you surround yourself with good people i i'm a big believer that uh any leader really has a good group around them and so when you look to lead identify good people and then make sure you can make quick decisions. But also, I think in a leader, listening skills are huge. I had asked uh, Kevin Lowe once about age and if age is a factor in being a good leader. And I, I think I was kind of turning around. It was when Connor McDavid had first come to the team. And um, I'm curious to know what you think about that, not specifically with Connor, but about age. Can you be a, a great leader at a young age? Yes, you can. I think leadership starts at a very young age. Some people don't become leaders till later in life, but I really think a lot of the great leaders have that right uh, at a very early age. What about you? I think it, you know, I had some leadership skills, uh, but I really think uh, I was fortunate to be around a lot of people. And uh, there's one person in particular that uh, really, I thought, brought a lot out in me, but I really learned from him, and that was Murray Costello. And Murray Costello was the first president of Canadian Amateur Hockey Association, and Murray's leadership was all about values. And I watched him and listened to him he never strayed from his values. He wanted to make other decisions at times, but he wouldn't stray from that value. Um, and I really sort of kept that in my background, that uh, if you have strong values, you can get up in the morning, go to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, I think people trust you. And uh, trust is another short word, but very powerful. So how important is it to you or to a leader in general to leave their mark on an organization? You've taken over the role of leader, whatever it may be, a CEO or uh, the head of the scout troop. I mean, (laughs) do you feel like, well, you know, if I'm going to lead, I've got to lead them slightly into a slightly different direction than they've been led before? Wow, that's a a real good question. I I never look at it that, you know, I... take a position to make a mark you take a 
position to do the best you can and you hopefully behind that there is uh, a mark that is positive um, but as I look at sort of the various things that I've been able to lead in my life uh, hopefully there's a few key things that are left behind and you know uh, that the people have trusted me, people have followed me, and people feel better about themselves. If people feel better about themselves, I think they respect the leader. So let me just follow that up <laughs> since you said that, because I did want to ask you this as well. Is the key, is one of the keys to being a good leader your ability to lead, or is it your ability to convince others to follow? To follow. Uh, to me, I think that's really important. You know, you can lead and do so many things yourself, but if you don't have the other people there, it's like I say, uh, we all get busy, uh, myself included. <laughs> I, I think, oh, I got so much to do on my plate today. I got to yeah. get these hundred things done. And, you know, take a breath, get out, talk to your people, talk to 20 people in your office. They do five things. You got way more done than you can do yourself. Going into a new position, for example, the Oilers Entertainment Group after, what, 16 years in your, in your previous role and you're juggling a lot of things. How um, challenging is it or how long does it take before you start to see that follow happen? I mean, that building, you use that word trust and you just, I mean, you've got a great history behind you, but you have to build that relationship, don't you? Yeah. Trust takes a long time, mm -hmm. and you can lose trust in <laughs> one action. So you have to be careful how you do that. And, and you know what? You don't have trust 100% of the time. You know, no matter what you do, uh, you might lose that a bit, but then you got to find a way to build that back up. And, you know, Hockey Canada, at the end, every person that came through the door, I wasn't I'd seen it, or I thought I'd seen it. When I came here to work with the Oilers and OEG, every person that came through the door, you know, was a new idea and a new personality uh, that you had to work with. <laughs> when do you know? When did you know that it was time to leave Hockey Canada? Uh, that was, uh, you know what? Sochi, gold medal, two uh, two gold medals, uh, sitting there with Stevie Iserman and. Stevie uh, went to me and he says, hey, Bob, I'm going to tell him I'm not coming back for another <laughs> Olympics. And I said, hey, go for it. He said, it might create a stir. I said, no, it's not going to at all. And uh, then he said, are you ever going to leave Hockey Canada? And, you know, I started to think about it and flying home uh, with my wife from Sochi. That was the first time we started to talk about it. And it was the right time. You know, I was so fortunate uh, when I started, we had 20 staff. We, when I left, we had a hundred and some staff. You know, our budgets had, you know, went from five million to a hundred million, built a new facility. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? When you leave, it's always nice leaving on top. And winning double gold the last two <laughs> Olympic games, I thought it was the right time. And uh, you know what? I will always cherish Hockey Canada days. I will always feel like they're my uh, grandchildren, <laughs> um, but I never look back and say, I wish I would have stayed. <laughs> you actually, and we sort of said, we're going to talk leadership in general, not specifics, but I want to get a little specific. So with Hockey Canada, that was not a profitable organization when you took it over. You left it as a profitable organization. How exactly did you do that? Yeah, you, well, you look at the history, there was two organizations. There was Canadian Amateur Hockey Association and Hockey Canada. And uh, there was a merger that happened and really got 
finished in uh, 1996 and there's all the reasons out there it was the right thing no I can tell you clearly the reason there was a merger they were both bankrupt hmm. so the two hockey bodies in this country had no money <laughs> and uh, the one thing that Murray Costello uh, left was one logo and so we cleaned that up and it really gave us an identity so when you put the Hockey Canada logo up there you know people knew what it was and uh, that really worked. World Juniors started to really take off at that time, you know, so we had a property that wasn't uh, just a hockey property, it was a sport property. From there we built a TV deal and our sponsorship started to grow. And I can tell you one of the best things was after 98, uh, myself naming Wayne Gretzky as the executive director. He gave that identity and everyone thought that Wayne was, uh, you know, obviously he was the right person. But he helped me in so many other ways on hockey development programming and, you know, when you're president of Hockey Canada, you think about the Olympics World Juniors. That's not the most important thing. But by far, it's, uh, you want to make sure that young boys and girls play hockey and they register the next year back in hockey. And if you spend your time in that, it gives you the chance to win gold. Is it, would it be your preference to take over an organization that was decimated and in disrepair, or would it be your preference to take over an organization that just needed a strong leader? Depends how old I was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there some, I guess that's what I'm getting at, is there some part of you that says, I'd rather the challenge of trying to rebuild something or build something than to simply take over somebody else's work? I, I think there's, you know, there's always that feeling. Taking it from the bottom to the top is very, very special. But I can tell you, I think one of the toughest things is having an organization and keeping it at the top and trying to build on it. And, you know, with Hockey Canada, after we started winning golds in the juniors and women's, it was tough you know we won five in a row at world juniors and five in a row at the women's and everyone thought that was easy it became <laughs> tougher and tougher uh, to do that uh, and that's why you know the the edmonton situation was one that uh, really fit for me uh, because of uh, first of all kevin Lowe, and uh, i'd started to build a relationship with uh, daryl cates back around 2009 2010 Hmm. Oilers Entertainment Group CEO Bob Nicholson joining us in studio this afternoon, kicking off our leadership series. Maybe expand a little bit more on that transition from Hockey Canada to international hockey to NHL executive. Was it was it a smooth one? Was it a was it a challenge? You know what? Uh, when I look at the Hockey Canada one, you know, I almost grew up with it. <laughs> I was there as vice president of uh, hockey. Uh, overseeing the women's uh, program when it first started, the junior team when it uh, was taking off, first men's team into the Olympics, and then all the other situations and issues within the game of hockey uh, um, across this country, French, English. Mm -hmm. um, so I really uh, ha had a good handle on that. And then I was fortunate to go on to the international scene and, and became vice president of International Ice Hockey. Uh, federation and that that really helped me to deal with different cultures mm -hmm. so that's that's a whole different uh, leadership too of how you deal with the the Russians compare compared <laughs> to the Swedes and you have to be seeing that you're supporting them but you also have to push them along yeah so that that really helped and and coming in, into the orders it was a big challenge a huge challenge uh, just because of I always built things uh, and championships for events. 
now you live every day you know and it's a it's a whole different feeling and peter shirelli's been great hey bob it's a it's a long season it's not 10 days <laughs> into, a, into a world championship think back to your days and then we'll take a break maybe i'll give you time to to think about this to where you started and were you not a program are you programmed uh in victoria at a rec center at a rec center and now here you are with the oilers i when i about two years into comedy, I was talking to a, a headliner, and I was opening for him, and he said this to me, I've never forgotten it. He said, it doesn't matter where your career takes you. The challenges are the same. It's just the consequences of your mistakes become much bigger. <laughs> so I want you to think about that and tell me when we come back, what's the difference between that first job and your current one? Right, we've been uh, launching our new series. It's the Leadership Series, a conversation with some of the provinces and countries, men and women who have made it to the top in their respective careers. We chose, and we're happy to receive, Bob Nicholson, uh, Oilers Entertainment Group CEO, to kick the uh, series off. And before the break, I asked you uh, if there was a difference between the pressure placed upon you and your first job in Victoria with that programming uh, hockey and what you face now every day with the Oilers. You know what? Uh, no, I think the, the pressure was there. It's, you know, when I look back at it now, I go, wow, that wasn't pressure. But at the time, it was. Uh, you know, you have issues come to you, and um, you want to solve them. You want to make sure that uh, you make the right decision for the people around you and for yourself. How do you handle the pressures of this job, and especially the fa- the, the fan fans, expectation, yeah. right? There's, there's a lot of levels. Yeah, it's... It, it's a it's a tough one and i can say that in the office at times you get so many different things coming at you you got to take a deep breath and the more relaxed you are the better it is for everybody and so i and i'm not sitting here and saying i'm relaxed because the the employees would know that that's not true you know but i think it's really important that you uh, look at all the issues and try to keep things calm as you go forward and that's what you want all your staff to do, whether it's uh, the entertainment side, the marketing side, or the players themselves. Well, what do you do to relax, and do you turn it off? Do you do you, do you get out of the office and turn turn it off at any time? Honestly, yeah, not very often. No, and you know, at at times you'd like to. Uh, I have great executives around me that you know, when we get some downtime, that we have some fun. Uh, my EA Amanda's real good with me because there are times you get ex- you get too much going on your plate and you have to take a step back. Do you ever think about? And if you don't, I'm going to apologize in advance for putting this thought in your head. <laughs> but when you lead an organization, any organization, but specifically one that's in the public eye like the Edmonton Oilers are, everybody who has an interest in the Oilers probably believes that they could either lead better than you, (laughs) lead the organization in a different direction, or that you've made at least one fatal flaw. So is that ever in the back of your head that you're never going to please everyone? Uh, It's there every day. And I think the other thing is, hey, I make a lot of mistakes. And you got to admit that to yourself. Um, But again, that's why you have really good people around you. uh, So 
try to make sure that you continue to reach out to them to get their ideas. Don't don't make decisions by yourself. Uh, if you make decisions by yourself, then you have to deliver all those messages down to everybody. Are those employees who work with you, who work in positions obviously below uh, yours, are they, are they friends? Are they subordinates? Are they employees? How, how would you classify them? Uh, they're friends, but hopefully more than anything, uh, they respect how I deal with everything within the organization and more importantly how I deal with them as individuals. You know let's explore that answer a little <laughs> bit because it's an interesting thing um, to see when there is always a line between uh, I'm gonna quote my dad again my dad used to tell me when I was a manager uh, and I'm certainly not the level you are a manager but he told me I said I got invited to the Christmas party and he's like well you have to go go show respect to your employees and leave before somebody calls you an a-hole. <laughs> And it was great advice. But there is, it is a bit of a juggling act, isn't it? I mean, you can say that they're friends and they're co-workers, and the longer you work together, the closer you become. But at the end of the day, you are the boss, though. So how do you know where to draw that line? You know what? I think that line moves all the time. But I certainly my personality and how I've always led is I want to be part of the group. I want to go with them i want to go out we had a team builder just last weekend uh, with all the executives and for dinner uh had drinks out around the fire pit uh, late at night and any any kind of rules like no business after three beers no, whatever comes up at that time of night <laughs> <laughs> are you happy to be told you're wrong all all the time and i i, I think you break down some of those walls and those barriers and so that they i want people to challenge and I think one of the best or one of the toughest things now is I want everyone in the organization to challenge me. You know, and we have so many more people. You know, everyone sees the executive. I want all the coordinators. If they have an idea, I want them to come through the door. And it's that's easy for me to say very tough for them to do mm. this is part one in our leadership series um and as uh, jack michaels would say i think we need to go into overtime mm -hmm. would you stick around for a little bit longer can you do that with uh, we've us we've got a game tonight but i got <laughs> <laughs> yeah no problem we're getting off the air early for it so you'll yeah, be there it's all good <laughs> okay uh, oilers entertainment group ceo bob nicholson joining us in studio more after the 3 30 news the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.